I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 41 of the Badass Mother podcast. So right now, I am preparing for a talk that I'm going to be doing tomorrow on perfectionism. I am really excited to be sharing some of my thoughts on perfectionism with a group of high-performing, amazing women tomorrow here locally. And it had me kind of reflecting on a few different things. First, what was kind of funny was the immediate pressure I started to feel today about making this talk perfect, which is really funny because it's about perfectionism and I for sure consider myself a recovering perfectionist. I think that I've come a long way in how I deal with those thoughts that I have that I should be perfect But it was just really interesting to see all of those come back up for me as I started to prepare this talk. So it's a 20-minute talk, which is pretty much what I do every single week on here. It's also what I do in a lot of my coaching. Um, I do not talk to my one-on-one clients for 20 minutes straight, like just me talking at them. It's a back and forth. But I am used to talking for, you know, 20, 30, 60 minutes at a time on calls, on trainings, that kind of thing, and on the podcast. So this is a length of time that I'm totally familiar with talking, but the difference is that I usually do all of this online. So something in my brain has been like, this is totally different. You're going to mess it up. You have to have it all prepared perfectly. And for those of you who know me, which I think probably all of you who are listening do, you know that I really pride myself on being myself. So the last thing in the world that I want to do is memorize a speech and then go deliver it. (laughs) That's just not what I'm about or what I'm going to do. It's never what I do on this podcast. I come up with kind of a rough um, outline And I really do mean rough. Karen, my podcast editor, is probably laughing right now because she sees my outlines and it's like bullets and then a sentence and then a couple more bullets that probably don't make sense unless you live inside my brain. Sometimes like a paragraph here and there, like it is very all over the place, imperfect, not uniform at all. And that is just how I like to come across. I like to give myself room to riff on stuff and kind of go off script and that kind of thing. So the fact that my brain was telling me that I needed to have some like scripted speech memorized is kind of funny. So I'm not going to do that. I'm talking myself through it. I came up with an amazing new thought for myself that it doesn't have to be perfect for it to make an impact. And I'm really committing that the talk that I am giving is going to be what it is. You know, it's going to be me. I'm going to come into that room and just 
be me. And the whole goal of the entire thing is that each person in there hears one thing that they can take and implement into their lives and make their life better. They don't have to memorize the whole thing. They don't have to do every single thing that I tell them to. I want each person to just find one thing that they will take and run with. So that has really taken a lot of the pressure off. And I feel like this is what it looks like to be a recovering perfectionist. You know, it's not like those thoughts magically go away. You just know how to handle them. So as I was going through this process, it really reminded me of something that I've been doing with my coach over the past eight months that I've been working with her that has really, really changed my mindset about things. Um, it has helped me with my some of my perfectionist tendencies that I hadn't addressed yet, and it has quadrupled my income in my business in those eight months that we have been working together. So my monthly income is four times bigger now and continues to grow. Like I think this month, March, it's going to be five times bigger than when we first started working together, which still blows my mind. But I wanted to share this concept with you because I think that it will be really useful for you as well, kind of with that same mindset of there's going to be one quote or one idea or one thing that you can implement in this podcast episode today that's going to help you make this shift as well. So the concept is winning or learning. So... What you need to know about me is that I absolutely hate doing things wrong. So when I was an employee for someone else and I was given a task and I didn't have specific instructions, it was like write a newsletter or whatever, I would be paralyzed because I didn't have any metric for how to do it right to measure myself against. I was an excellent student. Um, in my master's degree, I got straight A's, like a 4.0 in my entire master's degree. That is just who I am. Like I need to have like the rubric to measure myself against and I will get 100% on it because that's just how I work. I love to know exactly what's expected so that I can hit that. If I know how to do it right, I can just do it right. So the most uncomfortable thing in the world for me is when I don't know how to do it right and I just kind of have to do it and see what happens or when I'm really unsure and I just, I feel like I'm doing something wrong in that moment and that discomfort of feeling like you're doing it wrong. I think I've shared this before, but I was that kid that would cry when she was taking a test in elementary school if I didn't know the answer to one question. So even just like guessing on one question on a test, I would feel so uncomfortable about being wrong or potentially being wrong that I would cry. And this is like, I think a little bit of a like echoing noise in my head still like I can hear everyone in the class saying Samantha's crying again it was very shameful in the moment and now I think it's kind of funny like of course Samantha was crying Samantha's a crier and there's nothing to be ashamed of with that 
It's something that I really appreciate about myself now. And it's weird to look back on that kind of fondly because it was really mortifying in that moment. Like, oh no, people see me crying. You know, it was like the pressure of getting the questions on the test right. And then it was like the pressure of being able to handle being wrong right. It was a whole pile of expectations that I was not really measuring up with. I also have this tendency that if it can't be great, if I can't be great, I don't want to do it. So if I know that I'm not going to be excellent at something on my first try, then I just don't want to do it. And I luckily am getting better about this, although I'll say like I really don't go to group exercise program like classes uh, because of this. I've had a few experiences, one in particular, turbo kickboxing. Um, (laughs) I'm not naturally oriented towards like the eight count or whatever. Like that's just not how my brain works. I wasn't a dancer. I didn't do that kind of thing. So going to turbo kickboxing, having that count did not help me at all. I was very uncoordinated. I was also newly pregnant with my second and accidentally peed my pants in that class. So I have not been back. (laughs) Yoga is more of my speed, taking it slow. Uh, And that's kind of just how my brain works. And it's something that I see in my oldest too, which is kind of Kind of funny to see yourself and your kid, kind of frustrating to see your kid struggling with something that you know has held you back in your life. So this is where I'm coming from. I hate knowing that I'm doing something wrong. I hate having to do something that I know that I'm not going to be great at and I will really, really avoid it if at all possible. These traits turn into me not being willing to really reflect on my performance. So of course, (laughs) as any coach would do, this was the work that my coach really wanted me to do and assigned for me to do. So after each consult, after each launch, after each month in my business, I would have to evaluate three things about the consult, launch, month, whatever it was what worked, what didn't work, and what I want to do differently next time. If you are one of my clients, these questions will sound very familiar with you. And that is why I assign it to you because I have grown so much from these three questions. So please know this is definitely something that I practice regularly. After each consult, I will do these things still to this day post them for my coach to see, for my mentors to see and comment on and put it out there. So when this was first assigned, I felt a lot of resistance around it because what you need to know is that when I started with this coach, I was already a business coach. So there was a little bit of pride there and ego as well of like, well, I already know these things. I teach these things to other people. How can I possibly not be perfect at them, right? Like already. Um, But there was clearly a reason I was working with her, you know? Like we are all growing our business and hiring a coach is how you do that. So I was willing to overcome that pride and at first like really devoted to doing these evaluations and 
you know, the monthly ones have always been a little easier because I'm always excited to brag about how much I made because it's grown every single month since I started working with her. So that's always exciting. Um, but there became a moment recently where I started resisting, where I didn't want to do these, where I was kind of frustrated. I went through a period where I had a few like not awesome consults. I, um, you know, didn't want to reflect on them or I also had some like really good consults. It was like a period where the consult was either amazing and like it was a total yes for both of us or it was really rough and awkward. And I was like, I don't want to evaluate either one of these. (laughs) They're fine. And then I also started to have some frustration of like after I you know, sat down and made myself evaluate, realizing there was always stuff that didn't work. There was always stuff that I wanted to do differently next time. And I'd been doing this process for eight months. And I was like, when will I ever master this? Like, when will I ever not have anything that didn't work? When will I ever not have things that I want to do differently? And what the, what I was reminded of by one of the mentors in this program that I'm in is that you're either winning or learning. And I looked up this quote because I've heard it so many times. Google says Nelson Mandela said this quote. (laughs) I thought it was John Maxwell. Who knows? I'm going to defer to Google. I'm just telling you both names. But the most important thing is this idea that you're either successful in something that you've tried or you are able to learn a lesson from it. And what was a really good reminder for me is that there's always a lesson to be learned. So even in the consults where I got a yes, even in the months where I increased my income or hit my goal, there's still going to be lessons that I can learn. I'm never gonna be perfect, so there's always gonna be things that didn't work. And there's always going to be things that I can potentially do differently next time as I just get better and better at what I'm doing. So coming back to this took a lot of the shame for me. There is for sure shame about like, how come I can't just be amazing and perfect at this every single time? And it really took that shame away because I can still be getting the results that I want to get. I can still be getting growth and not be perfect and still have areas to become better. And what I've really learned as a coach, and I think this is important for all of you who are coaches out there, is that each time you show up vulnerable and coachable and are able to learn and be coached on something, you will become a better coach. You know, even if it's an area where you got a yes on that consult, but there's still some things that weren't amazing about it or still some areas that you can improve, there's still lessons there for you to learn and learning those lessons is going to allow you to become better in your work. So that's something that I've really been noticing lately. Like the more that I am getting coached, the more that my coaching is maturing and becoming even better. And I've been coaching for four years now. So this is not something that is new to me, but there is always room to learn. So I want you to really think about that. You're either winning or learning. 
And why this is important is that no matter what we're striving for in our life, we are going to fail many, many, many more times than we succeed. This is just how success works. We kind of have this idea that we're either successful or the whole thing just is not going to work. But really, something that I love kind of keeping in my mind is the thought of Edison trying thousands of times, I think 3,000 times, to create the light bulb before nailing it. And I think about how many times I have failed before finding success. I tried other businesses before this. I tried lots of things in this business before I got where I am. And I know I'm still failing. I'm still trying things and being willing to learn whatever there is to learn from each thing that I'm trying. So here are some additional thoughts on what to do with your failures and why uh, what we do with our failures really, really matters. So it really matters how we think about our failures. So are you beating yourself up for your failure? Are you making it mean something that it doesn't have to mean? So are you making it mean that your business is never going to work, for instance? So I, this was something that I absolutely did in the past because I had that false belief that if the business was going to work, then you would just be successful. And that's really not how it works at all. Now I really have this strong belief that if I try enough times, eventually I'm going to figure out how to do it. And that is what I proved to be true in my current business, that I tried enough times, I talked to enough people, I made enough offers to hit the income goals that I've set for myself, one right after the other. And that's what I continue to do. So how you think about your failures deeply, deeply matters. Next, how you feel about your failures deeply matters. So it's okay to feel disappointed when something doesn't work, when you fail, when you hear a no, when you put something out there and nobody responds to it, it's okay to feel disappointed. But feeling hopeless, feeling despair, These are the types of feelings that are not going to lead you to learning a lesson. These are not the kinds of feelings that are going to lead you towards future success. You have to be able to shift it around. Like after you've kind of been disappointed, moped around a little bit, licked your wounds, then you need to get back up. You need to shift this around and you need to begin to feel a different way about your failures. And the way that you do this goes back to how you think about them. So is this an opportunity to learn and improve and try again? If so, you're going to get back up. You're going to feel hopeful. You're going to feel committed and determined to trying another time. What also matters is what you do about it. So, you know, maybe you're thinking that this means you're never going to be successful. So then you're feeling hopeless. And then what you do about it is throw in the towel altogether on the idea. And obviously this is not going to lead to success because it's not going to lead to you trying again. 
So really think about in the past when you failed, what have you done about it? Have you given up at that point or have you continued on? Have you tried another time? Have you been willing to try thousands of times until you find your success? And I think all of these pieces come back to your belief around failure. So I want to invite you everybody who's listening to this and identifying with it to really think about when you fail, how can you look at this as a way to learn? How can you look for the lesson? How can you be willing, like me, to dig back through something that didn't work to really see what did work here? Our brains a lot of times don't want to look at that, but really forcing yourself to acknowledge some things worked. Maybe it was just the fact that I showed up and gave it a try, but oftentimes there's more things that worked. I usually, even if it's a failure, have a longer list of things that worked than things that didn't work. So are you willing to make that list of what worked? And then... Let your brain run wild. Let it create that list of things that didn't work. All the things that were terrible about this thing. And then what I think is probably the most important piece, what do I want to do differently next time? So this acknowledges I'm going to do this again. So I'm going to have another consult call. Even if you don't have one in your calendar, this doing this exercise builds your belief that there will be another call that you can try these changes on. It's also going to force you to reflect back in to what didn't work to see what could I have done differently? What do I want to try next time that I think might create a different result? And when I do this process, I always come up with some really interesting breakthroughs. I always realize, oh, this certain thing that happens, I always respond this certain way and that's not serving me. So I wonder what I could do differently next time. This gets you thinking really creatively as well. So instead of thinking, this didn't work, I'm never going to be good at this, it gives you a couple tangible things to try and helps you to recognize that you can change and you can grow and that's going to allow you to get different results the next time. So all of these different things, how you think about your failures, how you feel about your failures, what you do about your failures, all determine what you are going to create next. So I want to encourage all of you who are maybe like me, who maybe resist learning lessons from your failures, to really take the time to reflect on each one and to really think about there is no drawback to failure because you are either going to be winning and succeeding or you're going to have an opportunity to learn and get better. And this is going to be like a free lesson that you're receiving, you know, like free coaching that you can give yourself on how to improve and how to get better. And these are the kinds of lessons that you can't learn by just thinking about it. So I have a lot of 
new clients who want to figure everything out in their brain before they take any action. And that's simply not how it works. You have to learn by doing. You have to learn by getting into action and experiencing the results of the things that you try. And from there, you gain the information like a scientist to be able to show up and do something differently the next time. And it's truly like an experiment. I love to think of my business as an experiment. And each new idea that I get is like a new hypothesis that I have as a scientist that I get to try. Like I'll come up with an idea and then I'll guess what I think the result is going to be, but then I have to try it to actually know. And you can continue to experiment and hone and get better and better. This is how you're going to grow your business and this is how you're going to grow your success in whatever it is you're pursuing, whether it's business or not. Everything in your life is going to work this way. So, I hope that you're feeling inspired. I hope that you're feeling a little less afraid of failure. And I would love to see you all implement this three-question evaluation process that I learned from my coach. I think it would be hugely beneficial to you no matter what you are doing and really allow you to gain those lessons from your failures. All right, I hope you all have an amazing week and I just want to give a gentle reminder to anybody who has been listening and loving, if you have not yet given me a rating or a review or both, I would absolutely love and appreciate it if you would go in through wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit that rating and review. It really does help other people find the podcast. So if you find this valuable, I would really appreciate if you could do that. All right. Thank you all for joining me this week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you, And there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O dot com.